before we jump into the podcast, a little post 82. Here's a little bit of De'Aaron Fox talking about tonight's game. Oh, that is what it is. Nah, I'm not answering that one. De'Aaron, in the month of January, your guys' pace has increased dramatically. Um, where we started to see kind of drops in defensively, how hard is it to kind of be able to play at the pace and also be on the same page defensively? Um, I mean, I don't think they should go hand in hand. Um, you know, even when we're scoring, you know, we need to get stops. And there are points where we weren't sto- where we weren't scoring, and and getting stopped. So um, you just got to be able to blend both together. And I mean, that's when you win by you know comfortable margins. Do you feel like your game is going on another level right now recently? Ah, uh, I mean, I'm just going out there trying to do what I can do. Um, obviously, it hasn't been enough. So you know, if I have to do more, then I'll do more. Um, and I mean, that just is what it is. 15 and 26, how do you guys look at the second half and turn things around and you know, sort of show improvement here? Uh, you keep playing. You know, uh, every game is its own game, and you have to come in, you know, thinking that. You, know, you can't dwell on what happened last week or yesterday or anything like that. You just got to keep playing. Is there one thing that stands out to you that's caused your guys' slow start? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, there are times when we pick up, and there are times where – you know, there are, there are letdowns. Um, there are times we're great defensively, and there are times where we've been bad. There are times where the ball is moving. Um, we look great offensively, and then there are times where we're bad. So uh, you just have to be, you know, as good as possible at those things for, you know, as long as possible. What do you want to see emphasized over the second half of the season? Uh, I mean, just get back to getting stops. You know, that's where we won a lot of games. Obviously, you know, we're pushing the pace now. But like I said before, if, if we can push the pace, continue to score, you know, while getting the stops that we did, you know, when we were playing games in the 90s, then – you know, that's when you win games by, you know, 15, 20 points. Uh, is the free throw thing for you has been puzzling for you how some night, like one night you're 8 for 8 and tonight it's like you, you then you go 3 for 9 a couple of nights later? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, something that I work on, obviously, and, you know, for me to get to the next level, you know, I consistently make, you know, 7 for 9, 8 for 9, 9 for 9. Um, you know, I feel like that's one of the, you know, biggest steps in my development, um, continuing to get to the free throw line and making free throws. Hey everybody out there, Jason Jones back with the latest edition of Post 82 following Sacramento's 127-123 loss to the Dallas Mavericks out here at Golden One Center. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump right in, jump to the obvious, Luka Doncic in town. Luka had never beaten the Kings, he was 0-4 until tonight. Luka drops 25 points, a career-high 17 assists to go with 15 rebounds. Pretty much domination from the second-year guard, future All-Star, future MVP candidate. Uh, the object of many Kings fans' desires back during the 2018 draft. Of course, that didn't come true. Kings took Marvin Bagley the third. And uh, Marvin, in his second game back from his foot sprain, uh, he's still in a minute restricted, played 30 minutes, had 12 points, 7 rebounds, and assist. So, I mean, not they really, this isn't really about comparing the two of them, just want to highlight how Luca did and how Marvin did. You know, Marvin's obviously in a different space right now, coming back from injury. Marvin started the game tonight at center. So that's a... Uh, that's a change, but they switched. They essentially swapped Marvin out for Harry Giles. So, and uh, Harry ended up playing about nine minutes tonight. So, but back to tonight. Uh, 
what stands out? Uh, Kings just don't play no damn defense uh, right now, and it's 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 bad. It's obvious. It's it's uh, discouraging the way the defense has looked lately. Uh, consider this much: Kings score 123 points. Uh, the Kings score, like I said, 123, shoot 52.1% from the field, score a, 60, a season high 66 points in the paint, uh, make 12 threes, and that's not good enough. You know why? The Mavs shoot 51.1%. Oh, by the way, got those in. Kings only had eight turnovers, too, and they still lost this game because the Mavs shot 51.1%. They made 13 threes, and they were 20 of 24 from the foul line, which gets me back to the one glaring issue the Kings have with their offense, free throws. Last couple of games, we had a lot of complaining, whining, we don't get to the line, we don't get to the line, we don't get to the line. Tonight, they shot 20 um, free throws, Mavs shot 24. Here's the difference. Kings were 11 of 20 on their free throws. Yeah, 55%. If you want to win a game, unacceptable unacceptable and the main culprit tonight and he talked about it after the game was De'Aaron Fox Fox he's so right now hit or miss on the free throws he's either going to be perfect or he's just going to be really bad and tonight was one of his really bad games three and nine from the line and for as a talent as an offensive player as De'Aaron is not good enough he knows that's not good enough yeah you know and you know what you don't want to have is a situation where your point guard is a guy people don't mind fouling because they think he'll miss free throws because you don't want that to get into a guy's head, you know, that whole t- that whole deal. Then maybe a guy gets a little skittish with the ball, starts getting rid of the ball when he shouldn't, trying to avoid the fouls. Because uh, a couple of games ago, De'Aaron was 5-5 five of five from the line. Then a couple of games before that, he was 8-8. Eight eight. He had a 7-8 game, you know. So he's made his free throws at times, but on the season he's only shooting about 70% from the line, and that's just not that's not going to get it done. That's not going to get the Kings to the next level, and De'Aaron knows that and acknowledges that he's got to be better at that to get the Kings to the next level. Next thing I want to touch on is Buddy Heald. Buddy, 25 points. Shot 10 of 23. He's going to have, you know, shooting numbers like that, 3 of 11 from 3. Um, just three turnovers. Uh, Harrison Barnes, 25 points. Um, like I said, I mentioned Bagley's 12 points. Nemanja Bialica coming off that 34-point game. Only had 11, but he had 12 rebounds and five assists. So offensively, so much was working. But, again, you don't stop anybody. And if you don't stop anybody, you don't win games. Right now, the Kings are 15-26 and 26 on the season. Given the injuries, given the, you know, that uh, Rashawn Holmes is still out right now, Bogdan Bogdanovich is still out right now, De'Aaron Fox has missed a ton of games, Bagley's missed a ton of games. This team hasn't really been whole all season, so I'm not going to be overly harsh on the record just because I'm the same person who had them winning probably less games than they won last year when they won 39. And you throw in all these injuries and – if I told you, you know, that Marvin, this is only be Marvin Bagley's 11th game and we're at game 41. If I told you Marvin Bagley would play less games in his second season than he did in his first season. And even if Marvin plays every game the rest of the season, he's going to play uh, less games than he played as a rookie. I don't think anyone would have picked the Kings at that point to say, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a good record. And they don't right now. <laughs> right now, they're second to last in the Western Conference. 
only the injury riddled, not caring about this season because they can get a good draft pick and get their all-stars back next season. Golden State Warriors are worse than them right now in the Western Conference. And even teams near them, like a New Orleans, which is maybe you know, right there, uh, percentage points separating them from the Kings, they actually have more momentum right now than the Kings. The Kings have dropped 9 out of 12 right now, lost their last three, just not playing well enough to win games, whereas the Pelicans have been playing better. better. You look up and down the standings, uh, wow, the, the Grizzlies are playing a lot better, and they're doing what you would have hoped the Kings would be doing, which is watching some of their young guys continue to blossom and flourish as they uh, try to move up the standings. And lately, can't, no, De'Aaron, I think De'Aaron Fox has uh, done, started to do that. They've averaged 25 points and nine assists over his last five games. I was throwing 6.4 rebounds in there. So I think if I told you that over the course of a month or two months or a season, you're going to get 25 and nine from De'Aaron, I think you're going to take that. I mean, if, if De'Aaron's doing that consistently, that's getting toward where you say you could say he's playing at an all-star level. Right now, there aren't any wins coming with it. I think there's too much inconsistency around him right now for the wins. And he's, he's part of the inconsistency, obviously. But right now, not having Rashawn back, who had really been their most consistent player all season, not having Bogdanovich, another shooter, another ball handler to help out. I think all those things factor into what you got right now with the Kings. And I think De'Aaron's been playing a lot better lately offensively, defensively. He appears to have his legs back after dealing with the ankle the ankle sprain back in November. And I think I think if anything, if you're gonna take a positive from the latest the last stretch of losses, De'Aaron is your positive, I think. I think this the fact that he's starting to assert himself a little bit more as a leader. He's got some work to still do there, but he's starting to do more of those things, those intangible things to where you can say, you know what, I think De'Aaron is going to be a cornerstone of what we want to do in the future. What that's going to look like, especially playing in the West, I don't know. I mean, I don't think uh, I wouldn't have thought that the Mavs took such a big jump, but Lucas pretty much carried them to that big jump. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that back in September, October. You wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed that OKC would not try to blow up and trade trade their vets and remain a playoff caliber team. So. Yeah, but, uh, you've got one piece right now in De'Aaron looking like he's going to be a, a foundational piece. The guy we got to still figure out is Bagley, and only two games back from the injury. we got 41 more games left in this season. It's imperative the Kings see what they can get out of Marvin, see how Marvin plays with the other guys, see how Marvin fits with De'Aaron. Can they start maybe adding some of that offense they haven't been able to run yet, add those post-ups? They want to add, have Marvin work on being a better screener and roller, setting better screens, seeing how that will free up his teammates and himself. It's a whole lot for Marvin to still learn, but he's basically a pup in this game. He hasn't played a whole lot in his uh, first two seasons in the league. I said, only played 11 games this season. So, before I depart, though, get up out of here, had to touch on one thing I saw tonight that kind of just blew my mind. I saw a fan. I wish I could have talked to him. My man had a Kings jersey. With number 77. So you know where I'm going. My man had the 77 jersey with the with the Doncers on the back. I mean, come on, y'all. Is that what we, that's what we're doing now in Sacramento? Is that what we're doing? Are we really doing that? 
we walking around basically i don't i call that hate watching your team you know i mean you literally you literally took you know your harder money maybe it was a gift i don't know and you said you know what i'm gonna go buy a jersey or have a jersey made with the name and number of an opposing player and put it on my team's jersey and wear it to the game and i'll say this you got some good fans in Sacramento, some nice classy people, because uh, some other arenas, he might not have made out the arena with that jersey on. I mean, me as a fan, that's hella disrespectful. Come on, man. Luka does not play for the Kings. I get it. You're mad that Vlade didn't take the dude. I get it. I mean, man, man Luka out there killing it right now. Like I said, Luka's going to be an all-star. He'll probably finish in the top five in MVP voting. The Mavs might mess around and win 49, 45, 49, 50 games. I get all that. But come on, man. Don't hate watch your team. Don't sit in the stands, you know, doing that. If you was a Raider fan, would you get a dog on Elway jersey and, and, and throw Elway on there, you know, on this weekend when the Niners are hosting the Packers? I doubt you're going to see somebody walking around with a number 12 Niner jersey with Rodgers on the back. So come on now. Y'all can do better than that. I mean, spend your money how you want, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but I'm like, man, I don't know if that's PTSD, if it's just trauma. I don't know what to call that, man, but yeah, you got to, yeah. I, I felt, I, I, I'm just like, if I was a fan, a Kings fan, I would find that to be disrespectful. But like, hey, like Buddy said about fans booing, it's a free country. Do it, you know, you want to voice your opinion, go for it. If you want to drop over $100 on a jersey that will never actually on a player's jersey who probably will never play in Sacramento, more power to you. So, hey, that's all I got for y'all right now. Uh, got a couple of days off, and the Kings will be in Utah on Saturday. I'm meeting up with them in the middle of the trip. I'm going to uh, join the Kings in Detroit. Yes, I'm skipping Miami and Utah. You probably figure, yeah, Utah. But, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Miami last year, and, I'd rather hang I, – I don't need more Miami time right now. I'm cool on that. So I'll see the team next week. But before then, me and my man Kenny Carraway will be back on Friday with another edition of uh, the Throne Room Breakdown. This is your latest edition of Post 82. I am Jason Jones. You know where to find me. Uh, Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC for some fun. Twitter, Mr. Jones uh, – no, not my bad – Twitter is Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, where, yes, we tweet about basketball, but you never know what else I might get into. So just go ahead and tap in, hit me up. Let's have some fun. Y'all be safe, and I will chat with y'all Saturday. Take care, y'all. Be good. I'm gone.